Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go to the book of Hebrews today. Uh, chapter, well, chapter one, chapter two. <laughs> really, let's just start in chapter number two. Hebrews chapter number two. I want to deal with a subject today. It's kind of unique. I want to talk about consumer confidence. Uh, because in the world, you noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, but it seems like that's what you hear about, you know, it's advertising, consumer confidence, automobile manufacturers, you know, you can drive our products with confidence because the designers have built, you know, the latest safety features. And, and uh, you know, it would really be awesome if we could have like built in safety features for our daily life. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a blessing? Well, guess what? We've got it. And then I thought about, you know, our pharmaceutical uh, companies, they announced you can use their latest cold medicine and have confidence because it's going to take away that cold symptom and it won't make you drowsy. And then, and they list all these things out that it could cause <laughs> that doesn't give you much confidence. Now, this will stop your nose from dripping, but it'll keep you running to the restroom. I mean, I, I listen to these commercials sometimes and I'm like, wow. Uh, and so consumer confidence, books, magazines, um, they give out, you know, you can have confidence we'll only print the truth. Uh, news, uh, news media, you, we, you can be confident that we'll only speak the facts. Nobody's ever caught us in a lie. Confidence is a matter of trust. And we can have confidence in very little, if anything, in this world. But we have can have confidence that the Word is completely true. And if you start tearing down the Word of God and start belittling the Word of God and start making the Word of God to be something less than it is that it had, it was affected by sinful men, that that it's not the complete Word of God, that it contains the Word of God, but it's not. No, every Word of God is pure. Do you believe God is powerful enough to give us a Bible that is perfect, but you don't believe He's able to keep that Bible perfect? That's not much confidence for me because, you know what, He gave me a perfect salvation, but, oh no, can He not keep my salvation perfect? If men can affect the perfection of the Word of God, then what's going to keep those same sinful men from affecting the perfect salvation of God? If you don't believe in the purity of the Word of God, you're going to have a hard time believing in the eternal security of the child of God. Confidence. It's a matter of trust. You can't trust much in this world, but you can trust everything in the Word and everybody lives by faith in something. You're living, you're putting faith into something, and your faith is only as good as the person or the thing that you're trusting. It's not the amount of your faith, it is the object of your faith that matters. That's the confidence. 
And in the book of Hebrews, I've been preaching in the book of Hebrews for months at our, at our church, probably, I guess, a year and a half. We've been in the book of Hebrews, and it's fantastic. Uh, but it, the, the, the book of Hebrews, the epistle of Hebrews, which I believe Paul wrote, uh, it's all about faith in Jesus Christ. It's all about faith in the Son of God. It's one of three books in the Bible that uh, deal with the subject of faith. One of three books in the New Testament written to explain uh, the book of Habakkuk, chapter number 2, verse number 4, where the Bible said, the just shall live by faith. There's three books, uh, Romans, Galatians, and Hebrews, that, that God gave to help with that just living by faith. See, the, the Romans was written to explain how we are just. And then Galatians was written how the just live. And then the epistle of Hebrews tells us what it means to live by faith. And when we learn to live by faith, uh, we can have confidence. We're not blown around with every wind of doctrine that comes. Uh, Ephesians 4.14. All Christians know, you know what Jesus did on earth, but the epistle of Hebrews tells us what Jesus is doing in heaven. Oh, that's good right there. It, we all know what he did for 33 and a half years. It's, 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 it's in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. But Hebrews has got such a depth because it tells us what he's doing right now. What a difference it makes when we trust Jesus for everything and have confidence in his promises and in his power. So the epistle of Hebrews uh, talks about how God can take an ordinary person, help them face tremendous challenges and do incredible things because we have confidence in him. And once you understand what Jesus Christ is doing for you in heaven right now, your confidence is going to grow. Your faith is going to grow. Your life's going to be transformed. You'll know the joy and excitement uh, of the life lived by faith. So what are, what are the keys? I want to give you three things hurriedly. And, um, let me give these to you. And I believe God will help us. First of all, how do we have confidence? Well, first of all, you're going to have to listen. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to listen. And, and, and Hebrews chapter number one and chapter number two, there's some awesome verses. Listen to this, what the Bible says. The first key to confidence is listening. Hebrews 2, 1, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. The things which we have heard. The key to confidence and faith in Christ is listening. There was, there was a man from England uh, that was visiting a doctor, and he's having his hearing checked. And I wear hearing aids, one of the best things I ever did. Didn't realize I was so deaf until I got those hearing aids. And uh, this fellow went to the doctor this Englishman went to the doctor and he was having his hearing checked and the doctor removed the man's hearing aid and all of a sudden he could hear out of that ear. You know what he had done? He had been wearing the hearing device in the wrong ear for more than 20 years. And uh, it was stopping up his good ear. I, uh, I heard about one guy ask a preacher friend, he said, do you have a deaf ministry in your church? And he said, there are times I think the whole church needs a deaf ministry because they don't hear me. See, there's a difference in listening and truly hearing. Jesus said often, if you got ears, hear. 
He that hath ears, let him hear. He that hath ears, let him hear. That statement suggests that there's a hearing that is more than the physical. There's a spiritual reception of the heart. And a lot of people avoid the book of Hebrews, you know, because they, they, they think it's too complicated or, or others have made them feel uneasy about it. But there's so much practical spiritual help in Hebrews. There's warnings in Hebrews. And uh, there's some great truths here. And we need to listen. He said we need to pay attention. We need to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. And the Bible says that uh, in chapter number two, uh, chapter number one, that God speaks. God, who at sundry times and divers manner spake in times past to the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if we don't listen to God's word and hear it, really hear it, we'll start, uh, we'll, we'll lose confidence. We'll lose confidence. And so the first thing is you're going to have to listen. There needs to be a listening. The second thing is you cannot be lazy. Here the Bible says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed. In other words, it's up to us to pay attention. If you've heard it, you need to pay attention to what you've heard. And neglect, neglect is what leads to to a, a lack of confidence, a doubt. And, and neglect will lead to drifting because that's what he said, lest we should slip, lest we should drift away. As we drift from the word, we'll start to doubt because faith cometh by hearing of the word of God. And we start to get hard and that leads to a spiritual sluggishness. It'll produce dullness toward the word of God. It'll produce dullness of hearing. Uh, you find that in the Word of God. I think Matthew 13 talks about dullness of hearing. And, and so that's dangerous because here's what will happen. When you get lazy, you'll start being despiteful toward the Word of God. You'll have a despiteful attitude toward the Word of God. And when you get a despiteful attitude toward the Word of God, it won't be long that you'll be disobedient to the will of God. And the danger is when you get disobedient to the will of God, you'll become defiant to the work of God. And you don't understand what God is doing in your life. And you get angry at God and you get bitter towards God. You know why it all started? Because you left the word. And then the word caused you to not be in the will of God. Then when God starts working in your life to get you back in the will of God, you get angry at his work in your life. But it all started because you got lazy and didn't listen. That's good preaching right there, even if I am doing it. About to enjoy my own podcast. <laughs> Amen. And so there's laziness. Don't be lazy. And you need to listen. But look at this in chapter 2 in verse number 2 and 3. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto, by, unto us by them that heard him. So the first key to confidence, the first key to faith, and I'm preaching on faith in my church right now, and uh, not in this passage, but the third thing, you can't, you've got to listen, you can't be lazy, and then you need to remember God is long-suffering. The so next time that you hear the song, 
Come thou fount of every blessing. That is a man. That is a beautiful, beautiful song. And I, I'm a lover of music. Um, this song was written by a guy named Robert Robinson. And he was converted under a preacher by the name of George Whitfield. If you ever studied the life of George Whitfield, you know he was a powerful, powerful preacher. But listen to these words. Come thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. That's good stuff. People don't write like this anymore. Now it's, I'm going through a storm, I'm going through a storm, I'm going through a storm. It's all circumstantial. There's no, there's no God in it. There's no Bible in it. It's all about me. Our songs being written today, y'all listening, are meology and not theology. Now, little soapbox, I'll get off of that right now. Now, George Whitfield was preaching and Robert Robinson got saved. But he drifted away from the Lord after that. The man that wrote, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. And he was greatly used as a pastor before this. He was greatly used as a songwriter, but he, he had gotten astray. And there's not a one of us that are not capable of that. Now, listen, he was trying to get back. And he met this lady who was evidently very spiritual and, 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 and challenged him. And she said, I've been reading this hymn, and I want you to think about um, – Think, see what you think about it. And she gave Robert Robinson this, this hymn, and uh, she handed it to him, and she said, tell me what you think about these words and, and see if you think they're good. And guess what it was? Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace, streams of mercy never ceasing. And he looked at her with silence, and he didn't say anything. And you know what she said? The streams of mercy are still flowing. Oh, man. She looked at that songwriter that had written that great song and said, the streams of mercy are still flowing. She used his own lyrics. And so, see, we can have confidence today. We can have faith today. Why? Because we can listen. The Word of God, man, it, it, it'll, it'll change your life. Listen to it. Don't just, don't just hear it, but hear it. Let it get way down deep inside. I'm talking about confidence. And then don't be lazy. you got to work at this thing. Not to be saved. No, not to be saved, but to keep yourself pure. To keep yourself in tune with the Word of God. you got to get up every day. You know, I say this often. God does the impossible. I can't do the impossible. But I can do the possible. What are things that are possible for me to do? I can get up every day and pray. That's possible. It's not impossible, it's possible. I can get up every day and read my Bible. That's possible. I, I can get up every day and think, I'm going to have a good attitude today. That's possible. And when I do the possible, God will turn around and do the impossible. See, what you're focused on is you're focused on the fact you can't do the impossible. Why don't you just, why don't you just go out today and do the possible? Listen. Don't be lazy. And then remember, God is long-suffering. The streams of mercy still flow. Oh, that blessed my heart when I read that. The streams of mercy still flow.
Today, you've got the opportunity to go out and be salt and light in this world. It's dirty. It's dark. It needs you. Go out today and make a difference. If you're listening in the afternoon, plan on purpose. I'm going to get up tomorrow, pray, read my Bible, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to go out and make a difference in the world. Till the next Treasures of Truth podcast. God bless you.